Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Run of the Mills podcast as we are keeping up with the king in Matthew chapter 4. And this is episode number 26. If you're joining us for the first time today, I would encourage you to go back to the beginning. And um, if you hear the sound of hoofbeats running past me, it's not horses. It's just I have these two cats who are completely going nuts this morning, running laps around. So if you happen to hear that sound, that's what it is. So anyway, hey, last time we finished up with uh, the temptation of Jesus and where Jesus resists the devil, answers the devil with scripture, which is a great example to us when we are uh, facing temptation to answer that temptation with the truth. And then in verse 11, it says, then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. And then we start this next section, and this is about the beginning of Jesus' Galilean ministry. And that's actually a subtitle in my Bible. It says that Jesus begins his Galilean ministry. So let's just go ahead and read this. It says, now when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right, so we have a shifting of gears here, and we are we're um, we're moving away from the first section, which uh, I guess I would call that that uh, the testimonies of the king. You know, those we talked about this a lot about all these all these uh, different people and and spiritual beings and God who are pointing out that Jesus is the king of the Jews. Because remember, the point of the book of Matthew is that Jesus is the king of the Jews. Matthew being a Jew, writing about a Jewish Messiah. Always good to keep that in mind to know uh, who your author is when you're reading. And so uh, as Matthew moves on from this section, he moves on to start talking about the beginning of the declaration of the kingdom as Jesus uh, starts to declare the kingdom. In fact, we read that in verse 17. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So what's going on here? Well, first of all, Jesus hears that John the Baptist has been put into prison, as we know, um, and he departs to Galilee. So the northern part of the nation. He leaves Nazareth and he dwells in Capernaum. Now, we don't know where he dwelt, but we do know that he didn't have a house. Um, he says that. And so he may be just dwelling with different people who are supporting him or uh, following him. We know that Matthew, who's writing this, was from that area. Also, um, Peter and Andrew are from that area. We're going to read about that, I think, later in the chapter. What I like about this is that it talks about he that he came and he dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali. And then he points out again, and, and Matthew's going to do this a lot. He's going to point out that this is a fulfillment of scripture. In particular, he's pointing out this is a this is a fulfillment of that which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. So again, even though we maybe we have finished up that first section where it's you know foreign 
foreign dignitaries coming to recognize Jesus as king, angels recognizing that Jesus is the king of the Jews, the uh, the present leader of Israel recognizing that this baby born is the king of the Jews, John the Baptist, a current person considered a prophet, recognizing that Jesus is the Messiah, the king, uh, then God speaking and the Holy Spirit sending upon him again, saying, this is the king and uh, and then the devil coming and saying if you're truly the son of god you know then do these things and so here matthew continues on to point out like look this is this is what was spoken of by isaiah the prophet no no self-respecting jew is going to doubt that isaiah was a prophet so what's cool about this though is if you will notice this is like what is this the third time now we've had these these quotations from the old testament in particular about where the Messiah would come from. Now, I, I love this because these are those things that if you were reading the Old Testament and you were carefully studying it, you might say, well, there's some contradictions going on here because, you know, as the religious leaders told the Magi when they asked where, um, you know, where, where would this one be born? Um, I guess the Magi asked the king and the king asked the religious leaders. But anyway, one way or another, the religious leaders say, well, Bethlehem, right? And they they quote him and say, look, uh, this, uh, this child's supposed to be born um, in Bethlehem in, uh, in Judea. Um, and they say, but Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are you not least among the rulers of Judah? For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And so they point out from Micah, right, that the Messiah is going to come from Bethlehem. And then later, right, when Jesus flees to Egypt, we're told in verse 15 of chapter 2 that in Hosea it says, Out of Egypt I called my son. And so now we have the Messiah being, we're told that, Messiah is going to come from Bethlehem, but the Messiah is also going to come out of Egypt. And that's a, the, the, wait, there, wait, there might be one more that I forgot. So maybe there's a fourth one. And now that I'm, now that I'm thinking about it and I was looking down my page, um, let me just look here real quick. So I'm scrolling down cause I want to read it rather than just misquote it. So, yeah, there's an there's it says out of Egypt I called my son, and um, so then it says in verse twenty three because remember Jesus when he returns his, when Joseph returns with his family um, from Egypt they settle in Nazareth and it says you know to be fulfilled what was spoken by the prophets he shall be called a Nazarene so it's not just born in Bethlehem not just come out of Egypt not just be called a Nazarene, but also now that we're, we're, we're shared this, I quote quotation from Isaiah, right? That says the land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. Um, and so again, he's, he's talking about the Messiah again and his, ministry to the area of Galilee. And so I, I think this is just so cool that, that, uh, you might've, if you were an old Testament guy going like, wait, where's this, where's this, where's he supposed to come from? 
it seems like he's coming from multiple locations. And yet we see here right at the beginning that um, Matthew's pointing out that Jesus is fulfilling all of these things uh, that were written by the prophets in the Old Testament. Again, to point out, like, look, this isn't just a guy showing up on the scene that's a good leader. This isn't just a guy up on the scene that, you know, the, the local the local prophet says, hey, pay attention to this guy. This is the guy that the whole Old Testament is pointing you to. This is the one that everything you've been reading, everything you've been trained up with, all the law and the prophets was pointing to this guy. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. And to us, that ought to be greatly comforting because we're, as we're reading this, we can say like, hey, how awesome is that? That Jesus was fulfilling these prophecies that were written hundreds and, well, a thousand years before he was born, some of them longer than that. Um, and he's fulfilling them. And these so far we've just seen four and he's going to fulfill uh, hundreds. You know, there's going to be uh, some, some estimate, you know, 280 plus prophecies that Jesus fulfilled in his first coming. Uh, and so... That's a great, that's one of those great proofs of the Bible. How do we know that the Bible was inspired by God as it claims? Well, because the author of the scripture clearly knew what was going to happen before it happened, right? Because if you read the Old Testament, when you read it, you can clearly see it pointing to Jesus. You can clearly see those images and those allusions to Jesus in the different accounts and the different uh Psalms. I mean, throughout the Bible, you see these things. You read Isaiah 53, you read Psalm 22, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's a crucifixion. No question. It's it's obviously and clearly that's what it is. And yet we take that for granted because we have what we call the New Testament. If you didn't have that, it could be rather confusing because you don't know what all these things are talking about. You don't know why these people that are brought up are so important until you get to the New Testament. You're like, ah. Oh, now it makes sense. Now I see because now it's been revealed. That I, I have this this new light that has come as Jesus has come on the scene. I see the fulfillment of all these things. And what a great thing that is to us. I guess the problem for, for many people today is we see it as one book. And we didn't we don't recognize the time gap in between. We don't recognize that, hey, there was a, there was hundreds of years of silence between the end of the what we call the Old Testament and the New Testament. These things weren't all written at once. They weren't all recorded at once. These books were recorded, and when Jesus came on the scene, they'd already been translated from Hebrew into Greek, and often that's quoted in the New Testament, that Greek uh, Septuagint. Anyway, all that to say, we have this great comfort in knowing that, hey, this this stuff isn't wasn't random. Jesus didn't come on the scene um, and, and just claim to be something. He came on the scene and fulfilled things that were written about him hundreds and hundreds of years before he was born. That's pretty cool. Hey, what other religion can say that? Um, None of them. Because none of the other ones are true. God bless you. Have a great day.